0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh, and today I'm going to be talking about Book Burners by Max Gladstone. So let's contain the magic of books. Now, this is going to be a two-part episode. I'm only going to be talking about the first half of Book Burners Season 1. Now, if you're anything like me, you think, wait a minute, books don't have seasons. They, that's wrong. They have series, and they have book one, book two, book three. This is a little bit different. Book Burners uh, was commissioned or kind of set up by somebody, the publisher, called Serial Box. Uh, now it's called Realm Media, and their kind of idea was that what if we based books or made books similar to how we make TV shows, and we push that out because people are having a harder time reading, and so if they can read, you know, a 20-page episode you could say of a book that would you know and then they could read the next 20 page episode they can still be reading a book or a scene or a story kind of get everything that way and then they can finish it later when they have more time and so that was kind of the prompting to that's how they started it and then the first production they actually did was book burners this book by Max Gladstone now it's not just by Max Gladstone it's also by a couple of our authors let's see sorry i have them right here by Max Gladstone Margaret Dunlap mir lafferty and brian francis slattery for this first one so everybody takes a turn uh, writing one section and there are 16 sections in this book that comprises all of season one i believe the book burners is actually all the way up to season five right now which i'm not gonna say yes or no this is the best style ever or not I i kind of enjoy it but i do enjoy watching tv as well so Clearly, they must be doing at least something right because they've continued going on to season five. So let's talk about strictly about book burners, though. It is a lot of fun. And let me just be frank with you guys. It does. If you look at it, kind of step back from it for a second. Yes, it does kind of feel like a TV show. You're going to be hitting the same kind of beats. Especially in this one, Book Burners, Uh, it gives an interesting name. You think it's going to be about burning books or, or bad things, but it's actually about a kind of secret society from the Catholic Church who's going around trying to stop forbidden knowledge and forbidden gods from coming in. So to start from the top, we meet our main character, Sal. There's a couple main characters, but the one that we're kind of following the most is Sal. She is a police officer in New York her brother gets caught up in something she has to help these people that she doesn't know um, find him and save him from this book that's taking over his mind it is the hand we get explained that uh, basically the world is the world and creatures or entities are always trying to sneak in usually through artifacts or books and as soon as they are opened and they get in they have to be stopped or it's the uh you know the end of the world basically if they're just let loose and contaminated so Uh, Sal at the end of the episode ends up joining them. We get to see that. So this is like your very typical Monster of the Week variety show so far. And that that personally is so fine with me because I... Love monster of the week type media. I I don't get me wrong. I do enjoy a big plot that leads off. And has much, it has a lot of good payoff and stuff. But I can't go wrong with a, this is the problem we have to solve this week. This is how we solve it. You know, kind of reset status quo. It's just so fun for me. I, I, I can't deny it. And I've seen this compared many times to Supernatural. Yes and no. Yes on the kind of episodic nature of this one. So it's very good. So let's uh, talk about some th- our characters here. We're going to have Liam, uh, our father, Menshu, Grace, Sal, our main main character here, and Asante. They are part of team three, which is archival and retrieval. So they go in, they grab the books, they store them away and lock them away. You have teams one, which is uh, we go in and shoot and stop everybody and everything. And team two, which is the dip diplomacy side and the negotiation side now so far up to the halfway point i've very seen i've seen very little of teams one and two we get one episode where we see a little more of team one and just a teeniest teeniest bit of team two but i'm really liking this so far it's very engaging and it is uh, very quick and easy to read i can read one section kind of put it down i feel like i'm at a stopping point and i know kind of where to come into next I love the slow dripping of backstory that we've been getting. And I want to just say, I did call that Grace had something special going on. No, I didn't call exactly what it was because that would be uh, pretty crazy to call beforehand. And uh, it's truthfully, it's not hidden. So it's not hard to see, to foreshadow it and see that something's going on with Grace. So yeah, I'm glad I caught it, but uh, it didn't. So one thing I did want to talk about is I liked the way that the authors, they've kind of blended their voice a little bit. They are not. When I, when I open the next section, I'm like, oh, this is a completely different book. It's a completely different style. No, I'll blend and it feels smooth as I'm reading. So it's not distracting when I go from one section to the next. I'm able to keep going and I am really loving this horror vibe where it's you're doing these things are happening and it's creepy and it's weird but I I love the feelings that I'm getting where I can feel it and I'm like oh my gosh that is so terrifying and yet at the same time not terrifying because I know I'm just reading it and sometimes it can go too far in one way or too little the other way so I feel like it's really hitting this sweet spot for me in you know my horror investment of it so let's talk I'm going to say we talk about each episode really quickly so like I said so far I've only read the first eight so we're just going to talk about the... The main stories are the, not the main stories, there's only eight to talk about, the eight stories that I've read so far. Got Badge, Book, and Candle, where Sal meets the team, Anywhere But Here, which is an Italian apartment and a pair of missing girls, Fair Weather, and an explosion at a bookshop leads to a yacht, The sorcerer, A Sorcerer's Apprentice, where they go to a gluttony demon taking over a restaurant, the Market Arcanum, which is a market for uh, magical texts and black market deals, and people who have succumbed to the power and are using the magic, and so far or as we can see, not totally insane and crazy. We see Big Sky, which is about tornado eaters in an Oklahoma town. Now and Then, which is Sal tracking down Grace. And we see a lot of Grace's backstory, which I really liked this episode. That was a really nice one. And then Under My Skin, Laffer- uh by Mira Lafferty, sorry. The team heads to Vegas to solve a problem with a, tat- a tattoo artist reality show. So, like I said, they're so fun. Um, let's talk a little bit. So, in the beginning, she meets the team. It is a her brother, Sal's brother, gets a, a book. He opens it up. He becomes possessed by the demon. They're able to shut the book and save him, but he's in a coma. Not sure if he's going to recover. Let's see. Which ones are my favorites here? I think... A Sorcerer's Apprentice was, is a really good one because they go to this restaurant and everywhere they're going, they're hearing, oh, this restaurant's the best restaurant in town. It's the best restaurant in the world. Oh, yeah, there's fights that break out every night because of this restaurant. The line is three miles long. We have to shut down the whole city basically for it. It's like hmm, something's going on right there. That's not right. And they go and it turns as it, it, they go in the kitchen. I love the I see who wrote this one Lafferty wrote this one. Her descriptions of the inside of the restaurant where she's like the the marbling of the counter made it look like meat. No, it was meat, you know, and just like. How this restaurant has slowly kind of been metamorphosizing into this into this demon, into flesh and blood and just the weariness, the weariness of the workers trying to run. And I loved how every demon has a kind of a unique way to get defeated, right? When they go to the restaurant, the only way to defeat the demon, you can't defeat it through physical force, but she goes and she starts cross starts crossing off the uh, orders in the special. She's like, oh, 86 on the fried shrimp, you know, no more fried shrimp, no more of this. And every time she does that, the demon gets weaker and weaker until it loses its magic and then they're able to shut it so it's just uniqueness and funniness like that i really liked the under my skin the tattoo artist this one was the only one that really felt like oh man that's like way too on the nose the first person they go to is like oh yeah it's this guy he's totally creepy and then they go there and he's like aha you found me it's me i did it so i was like uh that one didn't really land too much for me but it wasn't bad. So that one, everybody who gets a tattoo artist from this reality TV show, a tattoo from this reality TV show has died. And it turns out that something is sucking the life out of them. The only way to stop that demon is to tattoo the book that all the magic is coming from and basically blot it all out. And as they do, they weaken and they're able to stop it. So really nice learning Grace's backstory and that she is kind of a monster. She was, in the past, she was trying to stop someone when she worked with China. And they, as they stopped the ritual, her body kind of took the ritual. <laughs> And so she lives as long as the candle burns. If the candle burns out, then she's dead or she's sleeping until it relights. No effect on recasting it or anything. So really fun. Oh, Big Sky, that was a fun one because you get to really see Team 1 go into action. And it's kind of interesting because Team 3 is all about, no, we don't use magic. We just grab it and contain it. And Team 1, they're clearly using some magical stuff because they have wings that fly and claws that make them create blades. But they go in and they just destroy these guys, and it was impressive and fun. And I love that we get to see the original account of the, uh, the start of our new bad guy, Mr. Norse, who they steal a book, who they recover a book from before it gets to him because it was leaking into the world, right? And then he starts causing problems for them, and I'm excited to see where he's going to come into it later later. And all throughout, there's always those funny little lines that are making me, you know, laugh or get scared a little bit. I love that uh, Liam is talking. Okay, we didn't talk really about characters, of course. I'm so sorry. Liam is our resident hacker, but he was actually someone who was possessed, and then they were able to save him, and now he works with them to stop it. And he is all tatted out with religious iconography all over his body. And it's funny because Sal's talking to him, and she's like, "Hey, I know you get all these tattoos. Like, did Father menchu bless all the, bless the tattoo gun?" Just jokingly, and and Liam's like, "Yeah." every time. And he's like, "Uh oh, oops. Like It was just so funny reading it. Um, I love the violence of words that Team 2 talks about how, you know, if you recall physical violence, your body doesn't hurt as much as when you do that. But when somebody says something mean to you or, you know, threatening to you and you hear that over and over again in your head, it can really sink in and make a difference. And like, you can hear it worse and meaner than it was originally. I was like, oh my gosh, that is kind of interesting. Father Menchu's backstory. I love that we get in these backstories and that we're learning these, these hows and the whys and just the the he makes a deal with an angel slash devil to save a town and he the angel does but then well angel demon does but then the angel demon proceeds to torture the entire town after it saved them and the lesson he took was don't make deals don't do this and asante the archivist one who kind of is like hey this is where we need to go says next time I you know it's like I think you took the wrong lesson from this. I think next time you need to make a better deal. And it's just like yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to use the magic, but you know you can never trust it. It's like the the classic genie yeah the classic genies deal where you wish for something they twisted as much as they can to hurt you the most right you have to do really good and i love that uh, little throwaway but in the market the tech oligarchies are coming in and basically all the old blood and all the old money is not happy about the new money in technology coming in and like getting a spot so just really funny overall i am really enjoying the book burner the book burners season one i'm gonna definitely finish it i'll have the rest to report on next week i think it's worth a read it's a lot of fun especially if you like serial serial or episodic natures of books these are really easy to read there's really no you don't have to keep reading if you don't want to you read one and you're done great you're done but if you want to keep going it's just more fun and, and goodness every time so that's everything i have to talk about right now for book burners volume one half of season one um, thanks everybody for listening thanks to david Hillowitz for the intro and outro music if you have any questions or comments please send those to libromancypod at gmail.com Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. That always helps out. And remember to contain the magic of books.